Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Tell your Alexa to play 1017 The Hammer. It's easy to do on those smart speakers. We're going to go over to our Hammerhead hotline and bring in uh, one of the uh, hosts of the big baseball podcast. Uh, he also fills in for me uh, and uh, still remains uh, my greatest friend of me. Kyle Charters is on with us. Kyle, how are you, buddy? Uh, I, I never know exactly what you're going to say on the introduction, so I'm just standing by in great anticipation. What, uh, are, you standing, well, what are you standing by right now? You're not in the dog food aisle like uh, Newbert was last week, are you? <laughs> no, but I just been I just been I just visited the dentist. Ah, uh, easy for me to say when when I've had my teeth cleaned. I guess uh, no, but I'm good to go. A teeth that give a good bill of health, and I'm I'm excellent. I'm ready. Well, congratulations on that, buddy. There yeah. you say. Thank you. I'll give you a golf clap for that, for good hygiene. <laughs> All right. So uh, not exactly the most uplifting weekend for you, uh, traveling and uh, calling Purdue games. Uh, the sweep out there at uh, Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. another seven-run inning that dooms them. That seems to be a uh, – th- this is a, a new kind of trend for them, right? I mean, just giving up big, big innings like this and blowing leads and – uh, finding themselves losing games that they should have very much won. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they should have won, but certainly the, the the new thing here for Purdue has been to give up some some big innings, and uh, that was an unfortunate trend. Certainly, this last weekend at Illinois, I think the Illini are a pretty good team. Uh, maybe not a great team, but they might be better than what their record has indicated through the first twenty five games of the season, but Purdue just had some, some big bullpen problems that they have not had throughout the first uh, third of the season. And man, it, it hit Purdue hard uh, this weekend at Illinois field two seven inning, uh, seven run innings. Um, one of them, you know, on Sunday after Purdue had done a pretty good job of limiting damage in the first half of the game, to seemingly put themselves in an opportunity or a, a spot to be able to, you know, salvage the third game of the series. And there's a big difference, I mean, clearly, when you can win one game and go one and two versus losing all three games and coming back from a weekend series on the road. And unfortunately, some of the same problems that Purdue had the first couple of days crop back up on them in one inning on Sunday, and Purdue ends up losing uh, the finale as well. And so pretty disappointing, I think, to come back to West Lafayette, um, having been swept by Illinois. The big stat from the weekend, Purdue's bullpen with 33 runs on 33 yeah. hits, 16 walks, and 20 and two-thirds innings. And the, the walks. Yeah. I mean, it's the walks that, uh, that, that are really a killer, that, that inning that got sideways on them. They start out. Uh, with back-to-back walks to the eight, nine-hole hitters for Illinois. And, you know, those two guys are the first two ones that come home to score, and all of a sudden you get back into the heart of that, you know, lineup. Um, at Illinois Field, which is a, a total launching pad, um, I don't know what it is about that park. You know, it's the direction, it's the lack of uh, barriers for the wind, but, man, it is a rare day when you're in Champaign at, at Illinois Field that the wind is not blowing out at 20 to 25 miles an hour to right center field. And so, you know, they build their team uh, around the park, as you often do. I mean, Purdue has built its team around uh, speed and 
with hopes pitching, though it you know it struggled certainly this weekend to take advantage of a big ballpark um, at Alexander Field, and you know Illinois has done the opposite, and so you get that lineup and they get rolling a little bit, and suddenly things can turn sideways on you, and unfortunately for Purdue, in a couple of games it turned sideways. We're talking with Kyle Charters here on our Hammerhead Hotline. While the bullpen hasn't been great, it seems like the bats haven't been too bad. And there's a, look, a couple names that continually come up here. You know, when I uh, when I listen or I, I read recaps or anything like that, uh, Mike Bolton Jr. seems to be absolutely fantastic so far here, and uh, Curtis Washington Jr. Uh, this guy's been uh, pretty hot as well with the bat, hasn't he? Yeah, and you know, Mike got off to a, a, a little bit of a rough start the first couple of days. It was nice to see him have the kind of day he did on Sunday. Pretty really needs him to get on on base out of the leadoff spot, and he had struck out a couple of too many times. I thought he had uh, a good day on Sunday, uh, hit a home run, uh, which is not really typical of of what you expect out of him, but certainly you'll, you'll take it. But what I, what I thought he did do was he put the ball in play. Um, he tried to bunt himself on a couple of times. He really created some issues, I thought, for Illinois. So a nice uh, comeback game for him after he had struggled a little bit on Friday and Saturday. And then Curtis Washington Jr. has been pretty solid for the Boilermakers. The guy, though, that to me really is jumping off the page right now is is Cam Thompson. I mean, he's hit a home run in five consecutive weekends, which ties a program record set by Ben Nissel last year. He had two homers this weekend uh, at Illinois. So I think during I think during the five weekends, it's seven home runs total, or maybe yeah, I think that's correct. Uh, but he's been he's been really good, and you know has been a, a huge consistent bat in the middle of the lineup for Purdue, and a guy who you know when he came to Purdue last year, he sort of was up and down. Um, you didn't really know what you had, even though he had been heavily recruited out of high school. And I think that he took a lot of time to correct some of the things that had plagued him in his first year at Purdue and really invested a lot of time into getting stronger during the off season. you know, looking back at some of his at-bats and seeing what some of the issues were that he was having. And he's a really good player, um, you know, a first-team All-Big Ten type of player, if not a challenger for Big Ten Player of the Year. That might, you know... Whether he wins that or not might be reliant on or determined on, you know, how high up in the standings Purdue finishes. But I mean, he's been great and uh, a really steady middle of the order bat and a guy that you know every time he comes up you feel like he's got a chance that it's going to go out of the yard. Talking with Kyle Charters here on our Hammerhead Hotline, uh, a nice little homestand coming up here, Kyle, for the team, which uh, I know makes you happy. Always makes the wives happy when you uh, get to stay in town <laughs> for like a week or so, but. A lot of games, too, right? Because we couldn't get uh, one of these with the Indiana State game. They couldn't reschedule it for a doubleheader at any point because they're just playing too much this week. So Northern Illinois, Indiana State, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then this weekend uh, with IU coming into town. So uh, I I look at this. I I look at what this team hasn't had a game that they've won since March the 25th due to cancellations and losses here. Desperate need of some wins and some good mojo here. Um what should the expectations be for this week for Purdue fans? That's yeah, crazy when you say it that way, that they haven't won since March 25th. They have not played very many games because they had so many uh, cancellations there um, in that in that stretch after the uh, Big Ten opener against Ohio State. 
and again, you look at the forecast this week, and it's not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again, you know, we're talking about temperatures in the 40s and a chance of rain both on on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then not real warm. Although it should be okay for the Indiana series uh, this weekend. Uh, Purdue just needs to get back on it. I, I, you know, the one thing about this Purdue team that legitimately I, I think has been a real positive is that they have had an ability to get themselves back into games um, and and really have um, battled back at times where they they have been behind. Now, the result of that early in the season was they had like five, you know, four ninth-inning rallies, five walk-offs, you know, the four of those in, in extra innings. I mean, it, it's pretty incredible, um, you know, how many times they were able to rally and then win in extra innings. Now, you know, in, in baseball and in long seasons, things you, you go through rough stretches. It is a rare team that that will not battle some sort of uh, adversity. And the nice thing, even though in the losses over this weekend, not to go to a moral victory, was that Purdue continued to battle back. I mean, even in the freezing cold, when when you you would think that if you got behind, you'd be apt to pack it in. You know, they still had uh, on Saturday rallied back from down like five to one, and then eight to five, and then eleven to five. Uh, you know, rallied back several times within there and, and just could not quite get over the hump, got it to within a run three different times. And so I think you do, you know, have to give them a little bit of credit for sticking in there. They just need to pitch the ball a little bit better there in the late innings. And hopefully, you know, with several games here back at home, where I think Purdue is 6-1, and one, somewhere in there, that they can, you know, turn the corner again and get back on a roll. Do they still have... Enough, you think, here to to, to make it into uh, what the the Big Ten tournament play here. I, NCAA's, I know, is probably asking a lot. I know it's tough to do that, but at least to make that cutoff here for uh, the Big Ten, do they have enough in the tank for that? Well, yeah, I, I, I certainly think so. I mean, they're one and three in league play. That's the you know the, the you know, there's a couple of unfortunate things that happened to Purdue. Um, the first one is that. They had Ohio State at home. They had beaten the Buckeyes in Game One, and you don't you don't like to see home Big Ten contests erased, right? I mean, if you're at home and you've won the first game, you have an opportunity to win that series. And Ohio State got swept by Nebraska at home this weekend, so Ohio State is zero and four in the Big Ten. Unfortunately for Purdue, it's possible the Buckeyes aren't very good, and so you lose two games that especially at that time you felt like you were really rolling along and, and, you know, maybe could have, if not won the series, swept the series against Ohio State. You lose those two games. And then I think it's unfortunate, and Purdue's own fault, uh, that it went to Illinois and got swept by the Illini. So, you know, while you felt pretty good just a week ago, suddenly you're two games under five hundred in the Big Ten. Now, Purdue to finish in the top eight to get to the Big Ten tournament. I, I think that it should be able to do that, I would imagine. Um, you know, it's a week ago on the podcast, I think I put them as my fourth team, though I could have, I think I said then, flip-flopped four and five um, pretty easily. Um, you know, and, and Illinois maybe is a little bit better than what we were giving them credit for, so maybe you put Purdue somewhere in the, the four to six type of range, I think. Um, but they're going to need to to, to win some baseball games. Now, the NCAA tournament, you know, Purdue's going to have to do some things to 
build its resume from an RPI point of view, I think, here in the Big Ten. And losing, you know, true road games doesn't help. If you could win some true road games, that would certainly help you build your RPI for a potential NCAA tournament resume. Kyle Charters, again, that uh, big baseball podcast with his brother Drew drops on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, who's on the show this week? Can you tell me? Can you give me a little well, insight? Well, I, I usually don't like to do that until I've 100% confirmed. We're actually, uh, and I'm telling you this over the air when I was going to text it to you, but we're going to drop that uh, Wednesday morning because of Drew's travel schedule. He's uh, he's down there in New Orleans uh, getting ready to watch the championship game tonight, so he'll be back uh a day later than usual, so we're going to drop that on Wednesday morning. And I have not yet confirmed who that was going to be as our guest, so I'll uh, I'll do that and then get that out on Twitter. Yeah, I should have definitely game prepped that. But I, I wish you were here, man. This is such a great week of sports that's been going on. I mean, uh, between basketball, uh, you know, Masters coming up here starting on Thursday and stuff, and baseball, yeah, I know you're a big Cubs guy here too. I wish you were here so I can clown on Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks. But, uh, you know, what are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? There you go. It is exciting, and it will be a big week. It will be nice if the weather would cooperate with us a little bit here for the spring game and for uh, Purdue uh, playing Indiana over the weekend. But, you know, there's only so much we can control, unfortunately. Roof in the press box, man. There's a roof in the press box. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Kyle Chargers, everybody. Kyle, thanks so much. appreciate the time, buddy. All right, thanks, Jared. Take care, bud. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Hammer Down show when we come back on 101.7 The Hammer and 